Hello and welcome to Gen Teach. Here is a podcast designed to bring together the multifaceted identities fueling the British education system. For too long, there has been an ancient stereotype as to how a teacher in this country is expected to look. Typically female, white, heterosexual and middle class. Like many other professions, this schema has had a detrimental impact on recruitment from the aspirations of the young people who we serve to inspiring graduates to take the leap into the classroom as opposed to the seemingly swanky job in the city. Gen Teacher's mission is to help shift the perception of teaching and revitalise the dialogue within the education sector and beyond. We don't often hear the voices of our LGBTQ plus teachers, our NQT teachers often 21 to 25 years old, our black and Asian leaders, or those coping with invisible disabilities in our communities. Now is time for change. With an ever-growing proportion of these individuals entering the field, there is certainly an even higher demand for their expertise and unique voice. Hello. Hiya. Hi, Hi, everyone. So welcome back to Gen Teach. I hope you enjoyed our pilot episode. Um, I am here, Miss Eastman, aka Daymali, if you want to call me by my first name. And then we have... Mr. Dale. He remembers his name this week, straight away, <laughs> straight in there. We are going to be talking about the impact of COVID-19 and remote learning. And we have the wonderful guest, Trisha McCartney. Please, would you like to introduce yourself? Woo-hoo. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I am Miss McCartney, Trisha McCartney. I lead English at School 21 in the primary phase, and I am also leading on curriculum and well-being this year. Basically. Yes. We've got like associate SLT like with us. Yes. yes. I mean, yes. Can we just? We're say never going to forget that. How has everyone's days been? How's your week been? What's going on? Uh, my day has been great. So I'm also teaching year one this year. So they are tiny and so cute. Um, and we've done lots of writing together. So that's been really good. You can't be in year one and not smile all day. They're just so, Aww. yeah, they're so joyful. It's great. That's really cute. Yeah, like I, I transitioned over, I mean, it's not really primary school, but I did my first ever middle school cover this week. And the, 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 my tone of voice just absolutely changed the way I was walking around. Oh my God, that's so good. And we played a game. I mean, they were year seven. Uh, so maybe I need to kind of rethink what I was doing, but in the, they were making these sort of like paper models for their projects. And um, it was very messy by the end. And uh, in the last five minutes, we played the game, who can do the most tidying up? And I basically narrated for the last five minutes. I was like, yes, Angel has got the most paper in his hand. You, <laughs> yes, oh my God, look over there. Tasnim is like picking up this large sheet of paper. She's just thrown it in the bin. Oh my God, amazing work, guys. Great teamwork, well done. <laughs> and they They're loved gonna, it, they went for it. They are going to get a shock when they come to secondary school. I'm like, why are you talking? Mm. Why not doing this? What's wrong with you? Like literally, they're going to be like, "What? This isn't school." You are like, it's going to be so, <laughs> so different for them. But it's cute. They are so cute. I did year five cover once, and whilst it was like really enjoyable, I did find myself kind of thinking, "Oh my god!" Like, I really have to manage these kids in a way which I've never done before. Like, I have to tell yeah. them every single direction. Like, they're asking me all these questions, and I was like, "I'm going to go into sensory overload." But, <laughs> but it was really nice. What's- what subject was it? 
it, it was projects actually, it was still projects. And they were like designing, um, I think, underwater, sustainable, rubbish, clear up trucks. I don't know. As you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It was cute though. It was really cute. I'd do it again. That sounds fun. <laughs> I mean, I hope... Uh cover is listening because day marley is offered to teach uh, year five um cover so if anyone if any year five teachers are off in the next couple of weeks uh day marley is the first person that's going to be there but please don't jinx it because once i actually had to do year two cover and it was fun for about 20 minutes and so i sat down on the carpet to resolve this like issue and it was wet i sat in a wet patch oh, oh. never sit on that bug rug never. no <laughs> It looks so inviting and so appealing. Like, oh, today I'm a ladybird. And no, it, was, it wasn't no. nice. A nice. wet ladybird. But do you know why it was wet? No clue. Still don't know. Oh. I, it could have been anything. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, some strange stuff happens in your end of the school, Trisha. I remember like going into okay. one of the, in into one of the reception classrooms and um, Helen who for, for our listeners is a, was a reception teacher last year. Uh, she, um, she, she, had lo- she was telling us about how she had to go home and make loads of spaghetti for school. Um, and mm. I was super confused for like a solid hour. Like why, why do <laughs> primary school teachers have to cook lunch for students the next day? Like this is crazy. Like this shouldn't happen in our school. So I asked her and I think she was telling me that she had to then dye it blue. Um, so I was like, why, mm-hmm. why are you dyeing this spaghetti that you're feeding to the children blue? Then it turned <laughs> out it was for some sort of like sensory play where they like, there's like a period of the day where they go over to like this trough of blue spaghetti and just <laughs> put their hands in it. It just sounds like the most gruesome experience ever. Could you I actually imagine? It. Do they? Yeah, Helen is going to teach me how to bake Play-Doh. So I'm really excited. We're going to have a little dinner at wow. house and she's going to teach me how to bake it. You can bake Play-Doh. Yeah, I need to know how to do this. So, yeah, dye it all different colours. She's great. (laughs) Absolutely. Very excited. I I also (laughs) think that we are in the wrong small school. Like, we need to be in primary (laughs) because at the moment, I've still got, like, six women asking me what the title is, as I said last week, and I feel like (laughs) I just need to start again and, like, do sensory play. So (laughs) Yeah, maybe you just need some Play-Doh first. Maybe. Maybe. Mr Dale, what's been going on with you today? I I had a really good day today actually. I mean I went to bed at 9 p.m. yesterday so I was I was like skipping along the street. I had my prep coffee in hand. I was loving life. Um like a particular moment for me was obviously today is the first day of Black History Month. Um so in coaching we had a discussion on um whether we needed it at all um which was a really interesting kids were really uh, engaged in it um a lot of that because I so I started the session with like a a statement that you sent us Damali about yeah. Black History Month shouldn't exist um and I should I, I don't know should I have done this I when I put it on the board I said to them trying to be devil's advocate oh I partially agree with this statement and I want you to come up with some questions um to ask me and then develop into a discussion about like why someone might have 
an opinion like that and the first, like the 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 lividness among the children it was just so palpable and we got into a really really interesting discussion about um like commercialization of um minorities so um a student my coaching group know I'm gay and they uh they said well if you think black history month shouldn't be a thing do you think pride month should still be a thing um and we got into a really nice discussion about sort of how during pride month you see go walk into primark and there's sort of rainbows everywhere and things like that and and how I as a gay man find that problematic um and and then some of them are kind of it was really nice to then develop that discussion around blackness and and do we see a similar sort of thing in society um for a bunch of year tens it's just really magical but um how was your day day marley well before i even go on to my day which was quite uneventful um like i do want to comment on that because i showed my coaching group the same image and for listeners it explicitly said black history month is cancelled because I wanted to see like what the reaction would be from my coaching group. I wanted to see how they felt, what they would do in order to kind of like rebuttal that, you know, whether or not they did think that we should have Black History Month in schools. Um, And yeah, just like your coaching group, the passion that came with it was just absolutely like outrageous. Like, no, like what the hell, how can we do this? Like, I, I, that's what I wanted. I feel like that was the intended kind of outcome because at the end of the day, when we do have these diverse history months, like I do feel the students need to be involved in the making of it. Um, I do think that a lot of the time, like members of staff kind of either take responsibility for conducting it, which is great, but then also don't really include the the kids in the planning. And I just Mm. think we could go a step further with making sure that we're really delivering a history month or year or whatever else, like, for the kids and not just to tick boxes for ourselves. So yeah, like I'm so glad that you showed it to them. And like the conversation around um, LGBT history month as well in February, we had it with um, in my coaching group. And I think what was interesting was the kind of misconceptions that my coaching group had between like these two identities and to be able to like address that and talk about why, you know, um, big corporate businesses support LGBTQ plus history month or anything else. And the difference between that and like black history month and the contention um, was actually like really useful because I was able to like stamp out so many problematic, problematic views that some of my kids had whilst like teach them actually like we need to treat everything equally and do things for the long term. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm so glad that they liked it. I'm so glad it was like quality, mm. but it is like, like a great also, start. Yeah. How was your day, Trisha? What, how, what have you been up to? Um, so we haven't officially launched um, Black History Month today, but we are working. We have a theme across the whole school um, where we are looking at powerful black British people. And I think what Dame Marley was just saying was really important because we're still at the stage in primary where we've got amazing members of staff who are planning wonderful sessions, but bringing the kids in is really important. And I think primary children can definitely still have a voice in that. I'm excited about like the way that the school's moving forward with Black History Month and hopefully the other history months that take place throughout the year as well, because there's just so much opportunity, especially like with the people who work in our institution. I feel mm. like we need to use, we need to yeah. draw on everyone's talents so much more, right? And like, Definitely. 
use the time so much more kind of fruitfully and productively that we could make amazing things. So we are talking about remote learning and COVID-19 and Mr. Dale has a question for Ms. McCartney. What was the adjustment like? Did you adjust to it and, and how? Yeah, I think it was really strange at first because those last few days that we were at school and staff numbers were dropping and the children's numbers were dropping, it actually felt like Armageddon, like it was the end of the world and I would never see these children again. Um, (laughs) And we were off timetable and the staff that were at home had already started working on the virtual classrooms. Um, But at this point, we hadn't really thought in depth about what it looked like we knew we needed to get an offer out and get it um, out quickly Um, so once the kids had all disappeared and school was closed and we'd had a bit of time to calm down I think that's when we really started to think about it carefully Um, and I think we got off to a really good start we set up um, virtual classrooms for each year group and so primary children unlike you guys never do anything online so that's such a massive change for them and obviously the school um did an amazing job getting out um laptops and hardware and stuff for kids that didn't have access so that was amazing um but yeah it was just really strange at first i'd never videoed myself really teaching ever um so that was a huge change but i had an amazing team so i worked with noel and amy in year four last year so a thing that didn't change is we always share planning and we continue to do that, which was amazing. Um, and they were such a great support network. And sometimes we'd just be working at home, just kind of on video, but not talking, just so we were still together. Uh, so that was amazing. Um, and then also we did Google Hangouts and we did those every day at the beginning. And I think that was the best thing, the most amazing thing, kind of coaching style. Um, just to get the kids online and check that they were okay. Um, so the adjustment, the adjustment was really, really hard. Um, but I think you guys know the people that work in our school. Everyone banded together so well. Like approximately how long did it take you to kind of like get into the flow of online school? Um, so that, first, that last week of school, we were just kind of putting up loads and loads of resources and panicking and making sure that the kids and the parents had something to do. And I think we had a week off, so we put all these resources and we had a week to kind of recollect ourselves after all the craziness which was really needed. Mm. Um, and then we came together as a team and thought about what it would look like. I think at first videos, Uh, I mean, one, I wanted to look great, so that took a while. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Slowly declined over time. Um, But also, (laughs) at first, it was just taking so long to record everything because, I don't know, I wanted to present my very best self. um, And any time I made a tiny mistake, I started again, and I didn't know how to edit or anything like that. Uh, So I reckon it took a good three weeks um, just to have the confidence to make a mistake and carry on. I like the fact that like you guys actually recorded your lessons to like store because what we did was, okay, it's 11, 20, I've got year 11 now and just logged on kind of recording. (laughs) And then was just like, all right, see you later. And that learning just continued, but 
it was quite hard to really track the kids who may have got lost in that as well. So I feel Mm. like some learning could have been done there where we actually recorded our lessons. It would have been so much easier to kind of, if kids were absent, you need to catch up on X, Y, and Z. And Mm. with it being edited, it's like clear. I feel like we missed a trick there. I think one of one of the best things as well is when we started making the videos, uh, we all looked at each other's. So we all looked at different year groups and it's such great CPD seeing how different teachers do everything. So that was really good. Yeah. Um, but the other point you made, Daymali, about kind of being really clear, it's kind of a bit daunting when you're recording something because then you kind of are presenting a polished product yeah. So I know a lot of us struggled with things that we explain all the time that kind of you just do naturally as a teacher. When you're recording it, you become so much more conscious of the language and the visuals that you're using. Um, but I think you can get really caught up in that. But it's de- it was definitely it really helped to think about some tricky concepts and have a bit more time to think about how you explain them. Agreed. Like sometimes, and you probably know this about me, like when I'm trying to explain something and I'm figuring it out in my head and processing it, it's just so hard. Mm. And just having that opportunity to go back and be like, oh, okay, like this makes sense. Oh, I just want to go back. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back at all. <laughs> but then like yeah. do it again. Like I would really think about doing what you guys did in primary. It just makes sense. What do you think, Rob? Yeah. I think, well, because we follow that ethos in school, didn't we, of like drafting and redrafting and making sure that things get as close as that perfect paradigm as possible. And I agree with you, Trisha. Like when I was, when I was, I did some recording for my year 11s of like exam questions and things like that. And you're constantly thinking like, is my modelling clear? Um, Mm. Am I making sense? Am I tripping over my words? I hope it's as succinct as possible because... Like these are quite difficult. It was like difficult GCSE questions as well. So you, and, and they're in quite a stressful situation that they, especially at that time at the very beginning, we weren't sure how we were going to grade them. So everyone was, all the kids were all hands on deck. I need to make sure that I'm doing as much as possible. You want to make that transition as, as smooth for them as possible. I just remember using my visualizer and my visualizer, um, time limit was 15 minutes but I wasn't I wasn't aware of this so I watched one video my first video back so there was just some time limit 15 minutes I watched my first video back um apart from the fact that you can see my bare legs because I'm wearing my boxes in the video (laughs) because it's my clear glass table in the kitchen and um and then just suddenly cut out and I thought what the hell's gone on but I just had been essentially talking to myself for like 30 minutes on an exam question, which is oh pretty, no. pretty pathetic. Um, and also the fact that it took like a, 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 like a, an entire night just to upload a 15 minute video to the classroom was just yeah. not there for that. Yeah, that is yeah. not it. I feel I've got so many questions. Firstly, like, no, not questions because I'm with you of the boxes. Like I would roll out of bed <laughs> At 8.25, like, put a hoodie on, just go downstairs and be like, hi, guys, like, I'm here yeah. now, so I feel you. <laughs> also, like, why, why 15 minutes? Were you using Hangouts or what, what did you use? No, it was like, it was like an inbuilt, like, you know when you, like, plug in your visualizer, right? And you, like, mm. go on the visualizer mm. program. 
there was like this inbuilt record thing, but it just capped at 15. It just capped it. You should have used Screencastify, Rob. You can use it with your visualizer. Yeah, okay. This is my struggle, right? <laughs> so I tried to I tried to I tried to log in, I emailed IT and it just wasn't working for me. Oh no. Yeah, bad bad juju, mm. bad juju. It's yeah. true. So I just stay clear. As you guys know, I did um some videos for Oak National as well. Mm. Um and they actually gave us some screencastify training, which did really change my life. So what was that like? So I'm I'm not really clued up about the Oak Academy and everything that mm-hmm. you guys did. So tell us about it. Like, how'd you get into it? What's the whole concept? What's your story? So the concept is um, that Oak National started um, pre in the previous school year, and some of the teachers from certain schools got together and decided to put out high quality lessons for children so that there was less disparity or schools that weren't able to offer online, um, children could access these resources, which I think is a great idea. Um, And then over the summer, they recruited loads more teachers to create an entire curriculum from reception. um, I think it was to year, I know it's definitely to year 11, um, for next year in case there was a local lockdown to support staff and to support schools local lockdown no national lockdown, or a local lockdown um <laughs> but yeah so I got into it from somebody who used to work at school 21 um asked me if I'd be interested in doing some of English videos and I had nothing else to do with my summer so I definitely wanted to get involved and I'd seen some of the videos online already and they were amazing so mm. um, I kind of wanted to get involved uh, with the organization so I filmed 45 videos over three weeks, wow. which was intense. Um, so they kind of gave us the curriculum and then and the text and we went from there. Um, but it was it was really good in terms of the training they gave us, especially mm. for Screencastify. It made the videos much better. So if we had to record for the kids again, uh, that would be amazing. And again, great CPD, got to watch loads of other teachers from different schools. Um, Amazing. Who were just so happy and enthusiastic. And I felt mm. on a, I was like taking on their persona and super happy. It was fun and I was sweating in my bedroom. Um, <laughs> for every yes. video, you have to be wearing a different outfit. So there's just this like massive pile of clothes in the corner of the room. Um, really? Yeah. Is, that like a, so, is it a prerequisite or something? Like yeah, you have so to have a different have, outfit? Yeah, they. I don't. I don't think you get told off or anything if you did it. But it's so that the kids can kind of differentiate between different lessons, right? Because um, obviously, like you're recording three lessons a day, but they might be watching them on three consecutive days. So it's mm. to give them a real teacher experience, um, kind of thing. But yeah, there was uh, a massive upload problem. Some of my videos, like you were saying, Rob, took about. 12 hours to upload and then would have bits cut off so I'd have to go into the dirty pile of washing and find what I was wearing for that video <laughs> oh my god no <laughs> no way <laughs> wasn't it wait so you did it in summer so it wasn't like you were doing it alongside oh I was about to say because that is intense if you were also like leading your own lessons and recording for Oak National that would have been Unreal. Yeah, so the the first week I was, so that was that was really intense. Um, because I was doing um like COVID school, uh what's yeah. called key worker school. 
uh, with year one, which was amazing, but you need a lot of energy with those guys yeah. today. Um, and then kind of running home and still at this point, but kind of what I was saying earlier, you want to put your best foot forward. And especially yeah. when it's on a national platform, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> the pressure um, to make sure it's, you know, it's pretty good and you're speaking really well. It's quite a lot. So I'd just be in my room, like saying the same sentence over and over again in my housemates, kind of be like, are you okay? <laughs> are you losing Um, it now like do you need a break yeah (laughs) I think I did lose it at several points I mean with the heat like can we just remember the 36 degree heat that hit us trust I I know I'm normally like here for the heat and I was even starfished for like three days like where will it start (laughs) like honestly it was so uncomfortable so you literally are a hero for that Thanks, <laughs> say Marley. But no, it was fun. I want to know though, what's everyone's opinion on the government's kind of response and reaction? Like, how did you feel on that day in March where Boris was like, schools shut down indefinitely? What was your reaction? Do you think it was the right thing to do? I don't know. I think going into it, not being clear at all about how long it was going to last, was mm. so hard for schools to react. In terms of the virtual learning, was it going to be really short term? Did schools need to massively change their practices? Like we're quite lucky because our IT infrastructure at our school is really good and really well established. But for schools, schools that don't have that luxury, mm. um, I think to drop that on them and not give them any sense of the time mm. is really difficult. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Staff and students were dropping, as we said, like flies. Mm. And it Mm. did take a while for the government to be like, oh, you know what, like, let's shut down. But then I just, it's like the mask situation. When all these other countries have been doing this to control the virus, why has it taken so long for our government to be like, okay, it must be like time for us to do the same? Because this virus isn't, like, it doesn't differentiate across countries. Like, it's the same thing. So... That's what baffles me. I was happy, though, that we didn't have to go back before September. But I also do think that the lockdown for schools was a little bit too late. I don't know, it's a bit controversial. But... No, but it was like, I think there was like two weeks before national lockdown where we were all like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to stay open as long as we can. We're going to smash it. And then literally, mm-hmm. like I remember that weekend, I had symptoms. And then looking at cover on the Monday and it being like five people then on the Tuesday it was like (laughs) 25 people Wednesday 50 people and it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and Mm. I think on the face of it it seemed like yeah absolutely like we can find like other members of staff to take this and keep the ball rolling until people get well again but people were just going down so quickly that Mm. It it was so hard to I think it was so hard to adjust for 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 anyone really to 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 know what was going on because you couldn't if you're in that condition as well you can't plan cover you mm. it, it just makes it impossible for for both sides really those people who are trying to set cover but also um, cover a lesson to 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 go through. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just before like I forget this point, Rob, were you there in D two? where we had on the whiteboard like a whole sweepstake as to like who was go- how many people were going to be off like whether or not we're going to go into partial or full lockdown it was like a proper bet it was like a game all the way up until the end we'd come in and whoever was like highest obviously like got the prize 
But that yeah. was, I think what that was, was like, the prize? Hmm, that's a good question. Was it what dished was, out? I mean, whoever decided to create the game hasn't followed through with their prize, like promise. So, well, do you know what I know? Who that is? Up, mate. I am going to chase them up. No, what you were saying about like setting cover in that condition, like what was it like with the symptoms? How did you feel? And were you absolutely just drained? Like how, what was the experience? I think, yeah, I think that was just it. I was very lucky in a sense that like, it wasn't, I didn't have it for very long, maybe sort of like four days. So it started on the Sunday and kind of had like fever um, and flu-like symptoms for four days. And then I didn't have any sort of long-term problems afterwards but it's that feeling of just being so drained and obviously you're you're competing with this massive amount of workload that's gone up because Mm. teachers are off but then at the same time you can't really like you can't commit to a full timetable if you're bed bound so it was yeah it was it was tricky but I mean I was I was lightened by the the whatsapp images from the (laughs) d2 group of like who was who how many people were going to be off the next day um it was nice being one of the first though i feel i feel special like covid (laughs) chose me definitely i am special i am special i mean mean, but the state of the overground and the jubilee line there's no there's no um i mean it's quite obvious why i got it but but i'm surprised because we literally car share pretty much every evening and i've Mm. been all right I've been fine. And I was like, oh, like, should I, should I isolate? It was probably a little bit cheeky because I didn't isolate. However, I have been fine. Like my mum hasn't come home with anything. I haven't come home with anything. So I'm quite surprised. COVID doesn't like I think me. as well, like, because <laughs> my boyfriend's the same. And like, also like, of course, like we sleep in the same bed and he mm. didn't get any symptoms either. So like, I don't know, I guess some people are just, either they, ha- they are asymptomatic, um, or they've got some sort of uh, immunity. So, yeah. I mean, my mum took an antibody test. She was running um, one of the centres at Guy's and she came back negative with it. And that was like months really? after. Yeah, it was like months wow. after. But I know I was talking to someone else who said that like basically the test is flawed because there's some people who have had corona and don't show up antibodies, especially if you're mm. young. So who knows? Like, who knows? so tricky it's interesting to hear just hear you talk about how you felt though Rob because I think when you work in a school sometimes and you're thinking about cover and you're just thinking about keeping everything going it's so easy to forget that people are getting really sick yeah it's like the empathy sometimes gets lost because you're like yeah okay like you can't actually imagine what that person's actually feeling and going through at the moment so and also as well, like, I mean, f- me being off is not the end of the world because, like, you can stick kids in front of a computer to do some, like, Hegarty maths or something. Or yeah. there's, like, another maths teacher around the corner. But, like, when you're head of cover or you're the head teacher or you're head of a school, like, if you go, like, the, the head of the ship goes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in a situation like that where you've got, like, 20 members of staff each day being sick... The person who's in control, who is has that role to like take control, is also sick. Like that's when it really goes to shit. So like mm. every school was in a very unenviable position. Um, I just hope that. I mean, it'd be interesting to see. I say interesting. It will be 
I mean, it will be interesting to see, like, if we do go into another lockdown nationally, how will schools cope the second time around? Because like you said, Trisha, earlier yeah. about like how Oak Academy were kind of like preparing these videos um, in mm. case of another one uh, later this year or next year. What will it be like in-house? Like will, will, will cover change? Will the way we move around school change? Things like that. Yeah, one thing I'm really confused about with um, Oak Academy is obviously it was created for that purpose. But then in the government guidelines, it says that every school needs to be delivering high quality education for those children that are self-isolating. And that has to be well established by the end of September. Mm. So for staff wellbeing, I'm a bit confused by that because the government have funded this national platform um, for kids to rely on. But then schools are also having to, you know, some schools are, are teaching and have an online offer simultaneously so mm. yeah I don't know I feel like that could be a bit more streamlined yeah we have had it in like sixth form last week so I had a few kids isolating and we it do you know it actually worked quite well in the sense of like mm. um just popping them on to to a google hangout while you're teaching the lesson mm. as long as they can hear you um yeah. like what I managed to do was I like docked my laptop next to because I had planned to do some sort of pair talk so I just docked Mm. my laptop next to this student who was isolating next to another student and they had a it was kind of weird to watch this sort of pair discussion (laughs) between a a person I could see yeah it was weird it was really weird um but like I really enjoyed it and I think that is that not testament to like how we've we've managed to adapt Mm. but also the kids as well I feel yeah, like the kids amazing. have been so good. Like the kids have been mm-hmm. really good at following the guidelines. I mean, with the slight hiccups, like I will have to tell you about my playground duty on Monday. However, like <laughs> on a on a larger scale, they've been following the rules. They've adapted mm-hmm. to the online learning. They're all well, most of them are equipped with like their devices in lesson. I do feel like really proud of them. Yeah, mm. me too. Absolutely. For okay. for some, I think it's quite it's unifying the situation because mm. we we have been beamed into their homes mm. throughout the summer term, so we've kind of been with them at home. But also, like we've had so many kids at our school who have lost relatives and friends to COVID that they do see the seriousness of staying safe and mm. and and making sure that we're all as one community so it has bound us I think agreed and I, I feel like they've come back with a renewed sense of the purpose of school mm. like I've kind of found that it would either go to one of two ways they come back and be like you don't have to tell me what to do I can go to the toilet when I want or like <laughs> I'm really happy to be here and I want to learn like I see the value of being together and I do feel from the first day they did come back and they were like, I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to be here. I want to have a fresh start and kind of a move forward as a community. Um, I don't know. Have you guys felt that? I think it's a bit, a bit different in primary because they've come back to a different teacher, which is a really big, which is a really big challenge. Um, But they're definitely, they've definitely been following all the guidelines. And yeah, today, two of them were like, oh, school's really fun. Um, but then on the other hand, I think we're competing a little bit with 
like lots of them just want to be on the iPad a lot. Mm. So try, as a teacher, trying to be ent- as entertaining as some a video on the iPad um, <laughs> yeah. is maybe like a bit challenging. Um, but yeah, I think they're definitely happy to be back. And the parents have been amazing. I think the parents are so happy um, that the community is back together. And I feel like most of the time it takes it takes a bit of time every year for the parents to warm to you. But mm. we've just been having so many email discussions and quick chats at the door. Um, and I think everyone just feels a bit closer. So that's really nice. Agreed. I definitely feel co- closer to the kids and closer to like my staff, more my team. So, I mean, it's been an awful situation and I don't think I enjoyed lockdown that much in hindsight but there have been some kind of like silver linings in terms of moving forward that I'm quite grateful for. for. Um, I don't know. I just really hope that we can remain in school for as long as possible. I too. Yeah. If we had to go back into a lockdown, I might cry. I actually might cry because I'm just enjoying like simple things like taking the register and being able to, not that we can go down the aisles, but check to see if they're okay and, if they're off task, yeah. just being able to get them back on again. Like, that's what I enjoy. It's really simple, really foundational, but I will miss that. I mean, I do want to order some binoculars, though, just to, like, see yes, what so. kids are doing at the back of the class. Because, <laughs> like, that is so... Like, I can squint as well. My year 12s have got into this habit of drawing on their... Well, when they show me their uh, answers to a question on a, on their whiteboard, just drawing in a really, really small font. So I'm constantly squinting. You'll be all right with binoculars as long as the person at the back is not writing in pencil. Because one of my year 11s has started mm. to write in pencil and not telling me you don't have a biro. And I'm like, I what is that? <laughs> Why? Like, please let me know you don't have a proper pen so we can sort you out because I cannot read that. And you're going to take pictures of that and put it on classroom. I don't think so. You better start typing. Like, <laughs> Does honestly, it like glisten in the light as well? Like... Because it's like lead, like shiny lead, yeah, like when you're... It just looks like dust, like silver dust, lead dust, I don't know what it is. It just, it's ridiculous. And I'm like, stop using that pencil. You might think it makes your handwriting look nice, but it just makes my life so difficult. Use a biro. Maybe you never got a pen license, you know? Did you ever have, did you have that at primary school? I love pen license. Oh my God. Do you, do we have them in school 21? We do, yeah. Uh, Oh my God, what year? Um, so you can get pen license in any year if you are wow. writing cursive. But the kids, they first of all, like when they get it, they just never ever let it go. They like clip it onto their jumper and walk around with pride and want to oh. take it home. But they you are should. so they are so excited to get a pen license. But they think their pen is called a pen license. Oh, so they'll be like, I need to get my pen license. I'm like, no, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love this meritocracy of like, you can be in any year group and ascend to the heights of having a biro. I think in mine, I think it was like, you had to be year five. Like there was this real atmosphere of excitement at the end of year four of being like, oh my (gasps) God, this is the year I'm going to get my pen license. Was it like the benches in assembly when you're in year six? And like, (laughs) when you're in year six, like I'm on the bench. Like I feel like it's the same kind of vibe. We used to I get, used to like sitting on the, you know, the knobbly bits. It sounds quite homoerotic, doesn't it? But I, I love the knobbly say, bits at the end. You do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, why was that suit? No, that's not uncomfortable. 
Yeah, I, I feel mean, like people got yeah. pushed off of that part deliberately. I, I was like, I'll cross my legs today. Like, if I was at the end, I was, like, I was on the floor. I was crossing my legs because <laughs> I was not sitting <laughs> on the knobbly bits. Not at all. Oh, my God. Yeah. I loved oh. it. <laughs> Primary school life. Well, should we start with our spelling bee? Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God. I'm nervous. So, I'm nervous as well because I'm actually thinking, have I spelt my words correctly anyway? <laughs> I should probably <laughs> Google them really quickly. Uh, <laughs> um, Rob, do you want to start? Trisha, this is your round. I got oh, the these words. I don't want to say mixed up in my year nine sats, um, but Miss Mason, <laughs> if you're listening, Miss Mason, she yes, was... Miss Mason. Mason, yeah. She was a science teacher in my secondary school. Um, in my year nine sats, she said one of these words... I wrote down the other because of the way she pronounced it. And I got it wrong, but I was right. Blame the teacher. Mm. Absolutely. We're (laughs) going to give you a sentence as well to establish the context. Unlike what Miss Mason did (laughs) to catch me out. Um, Can I also add Miss Mason? It's just if if there's like seven Miss Masons out there and you don't know which (laughs) one you are. You were struck by this twice. You were struck by this twice. Okay, first one. Okay. Lightning. Ooh, that's some nice lightning. Now that I'm having to think about it, I don't know if I can do it. You can, go on. Okay, I've written two different spellings. Go on, You have to give me one, please. There's only one answer. Okay, I think it is... L I G H T. Yeah. N I N G. You would be correct. Well done. One but out of I one. Did write, Good start. I did write it differently first. So. How did you write it differently? I put an E in it the first time and I thought that doesn't look right. That is a word. That is the word I wrote down in my SATS test lightening. But you forgot. Mm. You forgot to talk about how Miss Mason actually pronounce the word okay yeah so exactly thank you day marley because um i'm not gonna <laughs> let this lie miss mason she um she said lightning there's lots well, that's of what gave me a clue lightning yeah because i thought i would say when you're spelling something out you might say lightning so that actually helped me rob get it right but miss mason wasn't there for me she, I mean, uh, I know. I mean, I'm she sorry. can't. She didn't hold me back. She didn't hold me back. But come on, the year nine sats were a big deal in those days, and um, getting the answer wrong, I just felt there's. I mean, one thing in life is just deep sense of injustice that I felt that day, <laughs> because like lightning got, is a word. You've got so much like negative energy towards this Miss Mason at the moment. I, I know. Thought, it out, and yeah. if you are listening, Miss Mason. I feel like you need to get in contact because there's so much animosity. You need to just solve it. Like Right. Jay Marley, your go. Okay. Right. How do you spell axolotl? Oh my Ooh. God. Ooh. That boy has a lovely axolotl in that tank. <laughs> I actually know someone who has an axolotl in a tank. Hang on. Isn't axolotl, isn't that the one that's like, like the first thing? Like it's like uh, the missing link. What do you mean? Like prehistoric? Do you you remember that like Foster's advert where there was like some newt 
that got out of the water and then turned evolution. into a human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Drop that in evolution. Yeah, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so Someone was listening. Well I don't oh know God, the answer to that question. I no, I, I'm, I'm not confirmed. It's not confirmed, Trisha. It's not confirmed. Oh, right. Okay. Wait, what? If it's, well, whether the axolotl is the missing link. What well, I just said, we... it, it's, it could be fake news. I mean, <laughs> do we know what well, they look impressed. like as well? No idea. I can't Google it otherwise. I'll know this. Yeah, don't, don't. However, <laughs> when you finish, and if you get it right, Google them. They're the creepiest. I'm the creepiest creature I've ever seen in my life. I don't know why anyone would want one. even creepier than the fish that has the light hanging off its head? Much that creepier. Because it's a really? different type of... No, no, no. <laughs> it's weird. Like they They're would... cute. You? No. Cute. You... Sorry, if you have that in your room, um, imagine waking up and it's just looking at you. Trisha, you'll understand what I'm talking about in a minute. No, but, can't wait. And it's just looking at you at the tank like... <laughs> I would absolutely I'd, I'd crap the bed I'd be like no I can't do it <laughs> oh no, my god it can regrow limbs no that's too much for me already not here for oh, it. I love this no. not here for it no <laughs> get yourself one it can be your first pet yeah in that tank in the tank <laughs> how, do you, how do you think it's spelled Trisha okay I've gone for A-X-E-L-O-T-T-A-L. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Disappointed teacher. It's not. So, I can confirm that I also spelled it wrong. When I said I needed to double check, I did spell it wrong. But the correct spelling is A-X-O-L-O-T-L. Axolotl. Tricky. Okay, mm-hmm. now I can it. It is look. critically endangered though, so... I feel like they need to be released from their tanks so they can start to reproduce, maybe. Oh. Do, you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, they're very creepy. That is, that... I think that's really scary. Really? Like, it's not such a flat face. It's the smile oh, that's for so me. That's so cute. Have you got that oh, one? Oh, I can so only see the smile now. No, yeah. oh. look, oh, look at that one. Oh, look, it's smiling. No, the smile is the worst bit. But why are you smiling at me? Why are you looking into I my like soul? It. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not for me. It's translucent. I don't like That's, that. Imagine, yeah. Could you imagine oh like, the texture real slippery and slimy and just... What? Okay, no. Mm. <laughs> next one. What's next, Mr. Dale? Right, what's next? Let me get back. Okay, right. I'm looking for the British spelling because okay. we're all about British values on this channel. Tolerance. Um, tolerance. Oh, what the other God. one? I can't remember the other ones. I don't um, know. Spelling. Spelling is a key tenet of uh, values. <laughs> um, jail. How big is your jail? Uh, <laughs> I know this one. Okay, well, I'm thinking, it's not what I'm thinking, so I'm going to think <laughs> something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've used my phonics, year one teacher, should get some points for that. I don't, what is it, first of all, what is it? It's a, it's a jail. 
it's that's like a, what did I prison, say? That's a very a big jail. jail. Yeah. Yeah, like you mean yeah. a prison jail? Oh, yes. prison jail. Okay, I well, I'm changing. But answer again, I think then. if you're <laughs> if you're um if you're using phonetics, you won't get it. Think like medieval old English type of vibes. Yeah, mm-hmm. medieval Hashtag phonetics. GCSE crime and punishment. What would it be? <laughs> oh. Mhm. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna go for J. <laughs> Oh, I don't know which one to go for. I'm going to go for J-A-I-L. Is so I can, confirm, I can confirm that you got one letter right. <laughs> one letter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love your growth mindset, um, mm-hmm. but right is right. So I do have to confirm to you. Yeah. The British spelling of jail, as in uh-huh. prison, is yeah. G. A O L. Oh. Although I've actually written it down as goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jail. I, That's how I always read it in my head if I'm reading an old book. Goal. I had to learn the yeah, really. hard way because I was teaching year 10. I kept going, the goals act, the goals act. Until like, yeah. literally, all these three teachers like, jails. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like, so that's why I definitely know that one. <laughs> it's a good one. Go on, Dave. Okay, well, that's for the a second. Good fact. Okay, this one, again, oh, I don't even know why I'm in this profession because my spelling just goes out of my mind when I'm teaching. So, William the Conqueror was a brave, smart commander. Mm -hmm. Word being conqueror. How do you spell? I'm hoping it wouldn't be that word. (laughs) You've got a lovely Q-U in there. I actually had a lesson observation today and was spelling tambourine. But you know when people are watching you and then all of a sudden, they don't know how to spell it. That's it. I've had that with cumulative. Try, try, writing, try writing cumulative frequency for shorthand and think of all the great ways <laughs> that student... I had a year 11 wrote, um, who wrote come on his work um instead of cumulative frequency <laughs> and he didn't realize he just did not realize didn't realize oh, blissfully oblivious. unaware oblivious oh. going back to the qu in oh, um, conqueror um one thing my primary school teacher taught me in english <laughs> was that the queen is never seen without an umbrella oh. that's, and that's how you know it's qu wait what? it's actually nice factually line. wrong uh, yeah, but I don't think it works yet. for all words. Yeah, like um, I'm baffled. Yeah, so Q U, right? Yeah. Most words have yeah. Q, any most words that have yeah. Q, they usually mm-hmm. followed by U. So it's like the Queen is never seen without our umbrella. Right. So okay. Ride. I get it. Help you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I was. I was thinking. Yeah. I've seen the Queen without an umbrella. Like that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, God, you've yeah. got real cogni- cognitive overloads. I have. I always have cognitive overloads. <laughs> I think I've got an issue. Um, yeah. What do you? How do you think it's spelled? I do actually have a fact first about the Queen and her umbrella. Do you want to hear oh. it? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, go on, go, yeah, on, go, on. go on. So the Queen always has a clear. Actually, I don't know if this is always true, but a lot of the time she has a clear umbrella, so she can be <laughs> easily seen. Mm. But the trim always matches her outfit. So if she's wearing pink, wow. she's wearing green. Yeah. Google it. I've seen it. I'm obsessed with it. Wow. Wow. Queen I'm going to have to Google umbrella. that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm glad she, she's spending taxpayers' money on, on uh, the trim of her exactly. umbrellas. On bougie umbrellas. Straight, isn't it? Bougie. bougie umbrellas. 
<laughs> okay. Question is, is it Concura or Concora? Ooh. Don't know. I'm going to go for C-O-N-Q-U. Yeah. E-R-O-R. Yes, Ooh. yes, yes, you got it right. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, God, well done. <laughs> well done. Well done. That's amazing. That is a hard one. It is, isn't it? Because yeah, I always used to get mixed hard. up. I used to always think that the O was an E or an A. I don't know what I used to think, but I just... I would have just put... Up. I would have done E-R-E-R. Conqueror. Mm. Yeah. Conqueror. Mm. That's got more authority. Conqueror rather than conqueror. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Conqueror. Say it. Say it in full, like William the Conqueror. William the Conqueror. (laughs) (laughs) Let me not. But it's just reminded me of conquers. How do you spell conquer? That's true. Is it with a K or is it with a Q or a C? No, it's not with a K. K is C, isn't it? It's a C. Yeah, it's a C. But the second bit, conquer. C O E R, yeah, conquer. And yeah, but then what's is it a K or a C H? Yeah, C H. No, no, it's a K. Yeah. What like C O N K E R? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's dead. That spelling. It, is. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be a little right. bit more adventurous, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm smack you with my conquer. Right. Okay. Well, I've got one last. Hopefully not. Well, not hopefully. Oh my god, that's bad vibes. But like, <laughs> difficult one. Yeah. Okay. So the word is camaraderie. Oh. There was a okay. lot of camaraderie in the workplace on Friday. Okay. It doesn't look right. That's not a good to start, is it? Okay. Go yeah, on, that's go. quite hard. Mm. See, it sounds like C A M. Uh-huh. But I wrote C O M. Is that right or wrong? Is that wrong? It's wrong. Okay, I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, C A M R A D E R I E. You were right with but you've missed one letter. Oh no. Yeah. So it is actually um C A M. A R A D E R I E. Oh. I, no, I can't remember which letter you missed out, but like, I think yeah, you get it. Yeah, it was the A. It was the second A. But that was a hard one, Day Marley. So how many points did you get? I think I, I think two, two yeah. out of five. No, it oh, was, wait, was three. That six? Three. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. Not bad. Not bad. I point. mean, we'll go worse. Yeah. <laughs> At A level, that would be a B grade. So you're not exactly. you're not in a shabby position. Exactly. That's you're what good. I always compare percentages to. Yeah. Yeah. B. <laughs> Happy. B. Easy. Love it. Well, it's been so nice to have you on. Woo. Thank you so Lovely. much. I really enjoyed it. I don't know what I'm going to do it this time next week. Oh, myself. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to do it again, aren't we? <laughs> Definitely. So just or, great. or. You can listen to our podcast every single month. I will. Of course I will. Exactly. I'm going to be sharing it everywhere. everywhere. Yes. That's Woo. what we need. So before um, we will go, 
I'd like us to give our listeners, or Trisha especially, to give our listeners a word of advice. So whether you're contemplating coming into teaching, whether or not you're an NQT, a trainee, or a middle leader, whatever it is, what word of advice do you have? Oh, that's a hard one. I think, for me, teaching is magical when a child is really, really struggling with something and then they suddenly get it and their whole face lights up. And when you can do that for a child, I think it's the best feeling in the world. Absolutely, absolutely. Mr. Dale, do you have any? Uh, Buy some uh, essential oils and rub (laughs) your face with them every evening. The the pleasure you will receive is phenomenal. Well, Self care. Like <laughs> I know. I'm I'm going for I'm mine mine are very bougie at the moment. I've got rosemary and eucalyptus. Ooh. Just saying that makes me feel sexy. Oh, literally. <laughs> I mean, I think I've got tea tree oil, and that's about it. Like, I've got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Where you get getting... with us? I know exactly. Like, bring us in. <laughs> I don't know what my word of advice is though I think my word of advice is don't expect your classroom not to have blue tack all over the walls and that's because <laughs> I took a picture the other day and like there's literally blue tack everywhere and the display is like dragged down even if it looks like that it's fine as long as kids are learning you're good you are good that that is good advice I need to take that right now because it bothers me every day <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, uh, a a resolution to that is just contact the site team and ask them to take the display board down. You hate display boards, don't you? I do. I mean, ever since, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but why have you, Trisha, have you ever ordered Mm. the tape that goes around the outside? You mean like the border? Yeah, the crinkly Yeah, the border. Yeah. Um, It's called something well weird. It's like oyster crinkle or some shit like that. (laughs) No, I have. And when I saw that, nah, no, nah, I'm just not about that life. Like I went for the I went for the straight lines. I was like, I'm a maths teacher, I want to order, I want straight lines. <laughs> and in maybe like this was in my old school though, I maybe like filled up like a third of the board. And I just thought, nah, bun this. And you just left and it. I just, no. No, I, I just no, that. I contacted the site team, they ripped it off. This like it went round the length of my classroom, they ripped it off. They painted it over the holidays and it was just bare white walls. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, that does sound be fair, that's refreshing sometimes. That mm, is refreshing. Mm, mm. Maybe I'll get you to do one of my displays. I will, I will never commit to any display. <laughs> Me neither. I used to have like a board of brilliance and an Eastman's Inquiries board. That board of brilliance was not brilliant. Most of the time, uh. it was like it was dragged down, and like the paper was just hanging because the kids like rub their bags against it, and I was yeah. like, "In it, in it." But also as me. well, like you're like, "Oh, really pumped for it in your first week when nothing's yeah. really hitting yet," and then yeah. by week three, you're like, "Oh my god!" Like I remember, like some teachers, they would do like they would put extensions in there every day. I was like, "You, like, I don't know how you're doing this." What are you? What are you not doing that's given you this time to do to, to, to print primary. these extensions? That is the lie. I can't. Oh, <laughs> no. I can't. That's it. This is like <laughs> the difference between like secondary teachers and primary teachers. Like we're like no, like no, no displays, thanks. And you're like, it's life. But I love it. I love it. 
I do. Well, I just <laughs> look at the walls all day. If they're not perfect, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. All right, guys. So I will speak to you. We'll speak to each other soon. Thank you. Yay. Thank you, Bye. guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Gen Teach. Bye.